0: Welcome to day two of Riot Fest. I'm backstage in the media area, which looks vaguely prison-like, but I assure you, it's lovely. Carcon Carne sponsored by SopelSolar.com, S-O-P-E-L Solar.com. Brent Sopel, who used to be a Chicago Blackhawk, who was on the Stanley Cup winning team, Brent Sople is gonna help you switch to solar. There are tax credits floating around up there, both on the local and national level, that will expire at the end of the year. So now is the perfect time to get in on solar, save a bundle, nothing out of pocket. Just go through the consultation online. It's fun to do, and it could change your finances for the better. SopelSolar.com. It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. Miss the 1990s? Do you miss all the great music from that period? Grunge and punk and indie. Think about if you could time travel back to the 90s. Think about all the cool shows you could see the pumpkins at the Avalon or at Lounge Jacks so or Wesley Willis anywhere. Think about just being able to zoom back in time and hang out in the middle of Chicago's legendary music scene. The best way to time travel back. It's the new novel, 90 Days in the 90s, a rock and roll time travel story. It's the ultimate novel about the 90s and Chicago's music scene. Join record store owner Darby on her trip back to the 90s and in Chicago as she jumps on the gray line to time travel back to her carefree 20s, soaking up all the pop culture and rock and roll nostalgia you could ever imagine. To learn more, go to 90 Days in the 90s, get a signed copy while you're there, signed by author Andy Fry, or just pick up the book on Amazon or wherever it is you buy books. All right, we're backstage at Riot Fest. I'm James Van Ossel. That right there is Jordan from Alexis on Fire. You heard me, Alexis on Fire. The band is back together. We are, yeah. I I kind of thought you all hated each other.
1: No, we actually, we've, funny enough, we've never hated each other. Um, we just kind of blew it out. We had too much, too much for too short of a time. Someone told me the other day, we've uh, been doing some smaller club shows here in the States, and we were in Cleveland the other night. It's and someone found a stat, one of the fans, that said we had done close to 300 shows in one year. That's I, that's exhausting. That's that's the way to break up a band. So I think for us, it was more so just a sheer exhaustion of uh, of trying to keep all that going. Um, and when we split, it was it was fairly amicable. Like there was some ruffles here that we were kind of like obviously upset about it. But um, but at the same time, it it needed to happen. It was it was the right thing to do at that time. And then, um, you know, obviously after that, we all kind of ventured out and did our own things for many years, uh, most notably Dallas with City Color, and I ended up joining Billy Talent for like six years and writing and recording two records with them. Um, and uh, the other guys in the band, like Wade, had a, has a wonderful career doing uh, film and television scoring and all kinds of crazy stuff. And the other guys do, uh, Steele and George are busy, they have factual careers, so it's like, <laughs> it's uh it was it was something that needed to happen however um if uh we've kind of been toying with uh, writing and playing music together again since about 2015 i think it was nothing really on the horizon other than just having fun and mm-hmm. and uh we kind of missed each other um and then uh, that's adorable it, it well it is it's true we, we really do like each other um and then we kind of got to a point uh after writing and releasing just a couple of songs just kind of when we had spare time from our other projects uh we would release those and then uh it's kind of like okay well this is fun but can we do more and it didn't look like we could and then lo and behold uh lo and behold um the pandemic came and all of a sudden all Celia and Color Touring was cancelled, all Billy Talent Tour was cancelled, everybody was in the same city for the most part and studios in Canada never, uh, never closed. So it was the, almost the ideal situation for us and um, obviously we weren't seeing any family or friends either so uh, we, had, uh, we created a little bubble and we, we had a ton of material that we've been kind of loosely working on over the last decade. Um, and so we kind of just hit the ground running and we're like, yeah, this is feeling really, really good. Let's just keep doing this. All of a sudden we're like, dude, we're like making the record right now. just kind of happened. It was just kind of a thing. And then before you know it, it was done. And you
0: you recorded it basically live in the same room together. Yes. That's, That's old school. It is.
1: We've, um, yeah, we've kind of always done that. Uh, it's, um, we get a really, it's, it's very old school like most bands don't do that like when i did stuff for billy talent it's like two weeks of drums in its own drum studio and it's like you know uh playing with nobody but tracks right so it's like very different way of doing things but with us it's kind of um i don't know we're kind of hippies so it's like uh we like to kind of really feel uh the music and feel each other's kind of vibes and, and kind of really take and give um uh, the feeling to each other, like there's something special about jamming in a room with your with your pals. There's something you can't you can't recreate that, uh, and we had the ability to do that. So why not? You know, it takes um. We don't we don't overdo it either. We'll do like you know five to eight kind of takes, and usually there's something good enough in there that like we'll be able to get something out of it. You know, so um, uh, very rarely do we have to really tweak anything or re-record anything. It's just kind of all there. We do a little bit of, you know, a little bit of touch-ups here and there, but now nah, it's just it is what it is, and we don't mind flaws in music. It's kind of right. It's yeah. rock and roll, right? Yeah, exactly. Like there's there's miss hits here and little, you know, it's it just kind of. You're up. not Radiohead, no, exactly. <laughs> we like it. It's like the music we grew up listening to had flaws, you know, mm-hmm. it's, and that's okay. That's what makes it organic. I think.
0: Yes, and the result is otherness. It is. So, do you, was there any pressure self-imposed on? first full length in what was it 12 13 years Did um
1: pressure I wouldn't say so no I, I would think that uh, for us it's kind of one of those things where it's like you know we just we we know what we like and we just hope that people gravitate towards it um but if they don't that's okay too you know it's all right uh but pressure I don't think so for us it was like I said it was like a beautiful moment where like we really couldn't do anything else. So let's, let's write and record this record and, and really, you know, enjoy each other's company in such a strange fucking time in the world. So I think it was, it was not only was it, um, therapeutic from like, from a sense of like being able to write music and play music with your friends, but just the state of the world and all the crap that was yeah. going along with the, the feelings that go along with that. It also kind of helped us get through that as well. So it was, sure. um, pressure for, 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 <sighs> releasing the record i don't think so i don't think so it was more so just um a really passionate fun experience for all of them
0: that's so good to hear hey <laughs> I, I like i'm i'm all in for everything you're saying that, that you're doing it for the right reasons and it feels good
1: yeah absolutely man and that's that's the we've kind of always strived to do that i think
0: so here here at riot fest you'll see a bunch of people and you'll see this on the road forevermore people who grew up with you yeah yeah you came up with you what's your relationship like you as the band what's, Sorry, what your, the what's your relationship with your fans
1: um it's it's good like I, I think uh for us we've got like this this like niche fan base that um sticks with us and it's like almost like i i don't know like we have we've found people following us to these last few shows all over the midwest and stuff we're like wow that's really that's really it's awesome. crazy it's awesome um and like i said we're kind of hippies so it's kind of like I, I almost feel like we've got like this like strange kind of grateful dead fan base where it's like we're not nearly on that level but but just kind of the people that like it really like it and uh and in turn we love them too i like guess we love them for it so it's uh know. Yeah.
0: so you're not like the dead i, I was going to do mushrooms before i saw your set today <laughs> not, don't do that
1: no well i mean i think the
0: audience would have a great time if they did but uh <laughs> no we don't do that no <laughs> all right alexis on fire is back back i say back and uh happy and in a good headspace and making awesome music Great to see you, man.